Welcome, listeners, to the Mobile Sports Report podcast. I'm your host, Paul Kapuska, editor of Mobile Sports Report, and we're joined today by Chuck Lukashevsky, Vice President of Wireless Strategy for Aruba. Welcome, Chuck. Great to be here, Paul. Thanks, and uh, good to talk to you again. Yeah, it's, it's great to have Chuck back on the Mobile Sports Report digital campus, as it were. Our, our topic today is probably no surprise to those of you who know Chuck and knows what Chuck does. Um, we're going to be talking about Wi-Fi 6. But Chuck, why don't you tell people who may or may not have met you before and have had the pleasure of meeting or speaking with you before, um, who you are, what you do, and then uh, we can go right into talking about Wi-Fi 6 and venues. Happy to. So I, I'm uh, responsible for uh, wireless strategy in uh, what we call the CTO office, the chief technology office at uh, Aruba Networks, uh, which is the networking division of Hewlett Packard Enterprise. Uh, I'm responsible for our, our wireless, uh, you know, kind of next generation uh, product and service strategy. Uh, I look after spectrum policy issues. So we're working hard, for example, to try to get additional spectrum for Wi-Fi, which has uh, obviously a lot of applicability in venues. And I own our standards team that uh, does, uh, you know, Wi-Fi Alliance, IEEE, the various organizations where the Wi-Fi technology is actually created. Right. So you were you were involved in the thick of this uh, development of Wi-Fi 6. And, and why don't we just start out by talking about that a little bit and saying, you know, from where I sit, it's like, what was missing you know, from previous versions of the standard that were addressed in Wi-Fi 6? And, you know, what, what was just sort of the, maybe the genesis motive, you know, coming to the feature set that was included in this current standard? So, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, Wi-Fi 6 continues to evolve Wi-Fi technology. And, you know, over the last, you know, five generations, Wi-Fi got progressively faster. It got more robust. It got, uh, you know, the ability to handle, uh, um, you know, mobility better, better security, and so on. And with Wi-Fi 6, the really the emphasis changed in terms of what the mandate was in the standards process. And it was away from, you know, just like a raw top-line speed number, like we're going to, you know, Wi-Fi 5, or what, you know, some folks in the audience may have known as 802.11ac. Right. Uh, that basically had a, a, a an objective of hitting at least a gigabit per second on the air interface. Wi-Fi 6, by contrast, the uh, kind of the mandate, if you will, or what's in the standards documents at IEEE is a four times improvement in the user perceived throughput in a high density environment. And so um, hugely important from a from a venue perspective. And what's really interesting about that metric is that it's not uh, it's not an absolute metric, right? Mm-hmm. Like the gigabit per second. It's, right. it's a relative number and it is from the perspective of the user. So it's at the top, it's more it's higher up the stack. It's not right at the physical layer. And so a lot of the enhancements that are in Wi-Fi 6, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes, uh, things like OFDMA uh, are aimed at uh, more efficiently using the airtime and uh, making sure that we've got you know, sufficient uh, airtime available that we can more rapidly serve all the users that uh, that are trying to get on the air. Great. And, you know, I know that just from covering, you know, some of the big events, which is, you know, where they're, they're out there at the limits, pushing the edge, the ability to reuse spectrum is, is, you know, 
at top of mind because from what I've heard, uh, a lot of the big events at the big stadiums, they're, they're sort of, you know, the spectrum use is saturated. There's no more left, basically, once you get done with, you know, splitting up all the channels. So let's let's dive in here a little bit to the features, if we can, uh, of Wi-Fi mm-hmm. 6 and, and what they are and how they may specifically help, you know, the venue networks. Because it really sounds like, you know, it, uh, is, Wi-Fi 6 will be great for a lot of reasons, but it sounds like it's going to be an uh, answer to a lot of prayers in the in the venue networks world. Yeah, a- absolutely, Paul. So, so let me let me maybe break it down into a couple of categories. So we'll start with OFDMA, and then um, we can talk about some of the the power saving techniques that'll help with energy consumption, and then we should talk about security, and then wherever you'd like to take it from there. Sure. So on the uh, OFDMA side. So uh, OFDMA stands for orthogonal frequency division multiple access. And this is a technology that uh, is actually um, uh, derived from uh, what's in the 4G uh, or LTE uh, cellular network. Uh, And Wi-Fi and the cellular folks have have been trading technologies back and forth for two decades. Um, LTE, for example, uh, uh, is based on uh, OFDM, uh, orthogonal frequency division multiplexing, which Wi-Fi has been doing for over 20 years. Um, but they were the first to do uh, multiple access, and now uh, we're taking that technology. So what it is, it's, it's a way to basically slice up the air uh, in a much more fine-grained manner and to be able to uh, basically hit many, many more stations in a single transmission than we could have previously. So um, uh, in a in a you know Wi-Fi five network, you know, most of the venues run 20 megahertz channels uh, mm-hmm. today. That's the best practice guidance from I think from pretty much every vendor. Um, we've been saying that for a long time. Um, what's really interesting, and so we do that um, because it, as, you, as you mentioned, from a spatial reuse perspective, we want to have as many small channels as we can and spread them out widely. Right. And that allows us to have a lot more users going simultaneously. Well, with, with Wi-Fi 6 and OFDMA, what happens is that 20 megahertz channel gets actually even more fine-grained, and we can we get nine 2 megahertz channels uh, in the same space. And so we can talk to, you know, potentially nine clients in the same time that we could have talked to just one previously, and that scales up to wider bandwidths. So it's going to make a huge difference, particularly for, uh, you know, latency-sensitive applications, which are which are big in venues, right? If I think about, you video. know, um, uh, you know, of course, the video replay, but, you know, there's a ton of Wi-Fi calling happening, right, in the opposite direction, or I guess, you know, it's a bidirectional application. Sure. And, and if people don't, you know, we sort of take it for granted, but... Um, you know, to be able to deliver voice traffic in a in a really consistent and reliable fashion is is incredibly important. And uh, you know, in the future, you know, we're we're constantly thinking about okay, what's the next big you know fan experience type application? And you think about uh, you know AR and and VR type applications. So those those are going to need again just really fine grained uh, uh, you know air air management right, which OFDMA will will deliver to us. So that's the key innovation. Um, on, uh, you know, in terms of uh, like airtime management. From a power consumption perspective, the reason I think some of the mobile device vendors are are really excited, and one of the reasons I think you're going to see Wi-Fi 6 
happen very quickly is that uh, there's a new power save technique called TWT, which is short for target wait time. Um, and, uh, you know, without getting into the, 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 the gory details, the easiest way to think about it is that each client device can negotiate its own wake-up schedule. It's like having an alarm clock, uh, you know, uh, at the access point for each and every AP that's, uh, sorry, each and every client that's connected. Right. Um, whereas today, uh, the, the power save kind of everybody shares the same alarm clock and everybody has to get up at the same time, which, which is a lot more disruptive, right? It burns a lot more energy because those clients have to check in even when they, they aren't necessarily expecting to have it, have anything waiting for them. Um, and so given how, you know, just every bit of, of energy, uh, savings is being, um, is being driven out of, uh, of, of the, you know, the operating systems by the mobile device vendors. This is a huge deal for them. And we want that, we want that fan in the seat, right. To, yeah. you know, be able to get as, as much, um, you know, from a single charge as they possibly can. Right. And, I, and then I on the security that... side, Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that that is a huge issue. I, I just know because, you know, people come into stadiums and they might not have fully charged their phone ahead of time. And then they get there and it you know, just starts pinging like crazy. And, you know, by halftime of a football game, they're out of juice. So that's that is a huge, yep. huge, huge help. Exactly. And you have so many different kinds of devices. Um, you know, you have some doing uplink traffic, some doing downlink, some doing bidirectional. So to be able to sort of, you know, adapt the energy consumption to the to the traffic flow is is really valuable. So the third the third bit, um, and this is uh, this is a related standard, so it's not part of Wi-Fi six um, uh, di uh, directly, but uh, is is WPA three, and uh, that's the next generation security standard. And in order to be certified as Wi-Fi six compliant, your device has to also support WPA three, and this is important in a couple of respects. So uh, first of all, it's gonna it's going to further improve the encryption strength uh, for uh, for these networks, mm -hmm. and um, it also introduces uh, you know this is not to get too far in the weeds, but what are called protected management frames. So uh, up through Wi-Fi five, the the control signaling of the network uh, is is that you know sort of in the clear quote unquote, um, but uh, with Wi-Fi six, all the signaling is going to be encrypted as well. So it's it. Again, we're sort of borrowing a page from the cellular folks mm -hmm. uh, in, in that respect. And there's a related standard called Enhanced Open, which actually provides encryption for open networks, right? Networks you don't have to have a password to connect to. Um, and those networks going forward, um, uh, it, you know, starting, you know, we're, we're already shipping this software and we're starting to see it come on, on the mobile devices. Um, but in the not very distant future, uh, pretty much any kind of Wi-Fi network you connect to will be fully encrypted. And that's huge, again, in, in venue environments where even if you think about connecting to a, like a captive portal where you put in your, you know, your name and your right. uh, email address and, and what have you. Again, that, uh, e e that, that part is all in the clear, even if in the next step you end up getting on the encrypted network, you've still sent some private information uh, in an unencrypted format. So enhanced open will actually uh, ensure the, com the complete confidentiality of that kind of exchange in the future. Is that, I, I mean, you know, when I, when I talk to a lot of venues and you talk to suppliers and service providers, the, the sort of prevailing or historic, if you will, um, you know, accepted belief is that cellular 
has always been more secure than Wi-Fi, mainly because these protocols have been you know in the stack for a longer time. Does this sort of bring the game even, or at least closer to being even, where people can no longer you know say one versus the other? So, so that's a really interesting question, and and I, I would actually sort of flip it around. <laughs> um, I. I I, I first of all would would not agree with the with the statement that the cellular networks are are necessarily mo- more secure uh, for a couple of reasons. First of all, their uh, the encryption strength, right? If you just look, you know, pound for pound, right? The the uh, the AES encryption that's used in a Wi-Fi network is typically a generation ahead of what's uh, what's done on the cellular side. So, you know, for example, we we've been uh, you know we're, we're going to 256 bit. Uh, encryption. Uh, there is a roadmap to get there with 5G, but you know historically it's been 64-bit, uh, um, and we can do that because typically we have a little bit higher processing capability um, in the client devices. So we've got stronger encryption in a lot of cases, um, and also, of course, you know you know about things like stingrays and so on that are in the news, right? Yes. So we, we everyone knows that that cellular calls can and can be intercepted, right? Yes. Um, so clearly there are some fundamental security questions um, around that technology. And of course, 5G is going to, you know, is going to try to, you know, there's some things specifically in the 5G architecture, as I understand it, to, to try to close the door on things like stingrays. Um, where I think that the comparison's been maybe a little unfairly applied is, uh, you know, the, the open networks, right? So people, you know, right. the, the cellular folks, have talked about, you know, basically tried to take the coffee shop network and, and, and sort of tar every Wi-Fi network. And of course, no, I mean, you, you, you and I are in a lot of the same venues, right? No, no team, no press box is running an open network, right? They have a secured encrypted network. Yes. Um, they may have an open network for the fans, but that, that network is completely isolated and protected from anything that is uh, any kind of sensitive information. And so it's just not the case that Wi-Fi uh, enterprise networks are are deployed in an insecure manner. Well, I like that, um, and thank you for clearing that up. Let's um, let's talk a little bit more then about you. Know, you did mention um, I know that you guys have gear shipping already. The software is coming already. I've spoken to you know a few. I, I've spoken to and I know of a few venues that are in the process of of lighting up networks with Wi-Fi six. Um, capable gear in them. If, if a team or a school or you know a venue is, has been sort of sitting on the fence and they're saying, well, you know, this might be a little more expensive. Uh, I'm not sure when the client devices are all going to be there. Do I really need it now? What What's the benefit, you know, for a venue to sort of get ahead of the curve and, and go with Wi-Fi 6 now as opposed to um, some of the older equipment? Paul, this a Excellent question, and I get that question quite a bit. So what I would say is uh, is a couple of things. First of all, I would say get off the fence, <laughs> <There's>, um, <laughs> and, and I'll explain why. But there's, um, there is uh, this generation, perhaps even more than past generations, uh, if, if, if a customer has the opportunity to, to deploy Wi-Fi 6, they should, and, and that's because this this fundamental uh, you know, re-architecting of how the airtime is organized with OSDMA, um, that that is something that you know you just don't get in Wi-Fi 5. And so uh, by deploying that technology now, if that's where you know the uh, you know the customer is in their particular procurement or, or equipment lifecycle, 
it makes a lot of sense to get that uh, that equipment deployed. So that's that's kind of the first the first point is that the the the, the technology itself is sort of um, different in a really crucial way. And so starting with Wi-Fi 5 sort of leaves you a generation behind uh, in a way that matters, right? Uh, the second reason is, as I said a minute ago, we are expecting extremely fast take up of uh, Wi-Fi 6 in client devices. Uh, and I, I think that's, you know, th there's already a major one in the market. I think, you know, uh, obviously yeah, right. the, the Samsung, the Galaxy S10, yeah, uh, GS10 yeah. was, was announced earlier this year. Um, you know, of course, everybody's anxious to see what, you know, Cupertino decides to do of course, um, here. Of course. But for the reasons that I mentioned earlier about the energy consumption and the new power save mode, yeah. you know, we, we think that the bias is going to be, as a general rule, is going to be towards uh, AX sooner uh, than, than before. And I can tell you that we are we are really leaning in uh, to this. Uh, you know, I can't make any announcements today, but... Uh, I can tell you that we are building multiple venues with uh, Wi-Fi 6 uh, right now that will be uh, you know, announced over coming weeks and months. And we feel really good about both the, the quality of the technology and, again, the sort of long-term potential uh, that, it, that it has uh, to, to really provide a much better um, you know, operator-grade air experience uh, in venues. Uh, so, uh, my, you know, just very, very simple message to customers is uh, if you if you have the option, if you're buying now, you you really should not wait with with maybe one exception, um, and that is uh, as you know in in venues, you know the outdoor equipment, you know some there's a mix of APs, right? There's indoor and outdoor areas, right? Um, and and so the outdoor uh, the hardened outdoor equipment sometimes takes a little longer because the uh, the silicon suppliers, they, you know, first they kind of get their indoor silicon out the door, and then they they switch over to the the hardened silicon. Mm -hmm. So that that typically is delayed by a few months. Um, so if you know, it's okay to deploy Wi-Fi six in your indoor areas, for example, in your concourses and suites and so on. Um, uh, but if uh, if for some reason, uh, you know, if if for example due to um, you know, uh, your, what kind of, you know, switches you have or, or POE or you're in a, you're in Buffalo. Three feet of snow on top of the AP. Exactly. At, at the bills, uh, type, uh, type of scenario, you know, that's a case where you might want to wait for the, you know, the hardened Wi-Fi six equipment. Sure. But, uh, if you're in a fairer climate, right. Um, you know, so for example here, I mean, you and I've spoken about, you know, Levi's many, you know, a bunch of times. Sure. Um, you know, we have, uh, you know, indoor APs and enclosures, uh, at, at Levi's. And when I say indoor, what all that means is, you know, for those in the audience that, that might not know the details, it just means that they have a standard temperature range. So it's right. So it's, it's zero to plus 50 Celsius. Right. Um, and then they're fully protected from, from the elements by a, a weather tight, uh, a weatherproof enclosure. So that type of approach, um, is what we're, is how we're rolling out venues with Wi-Fi six today. Right. Um, in, in the fairer climates and, uh, you know, very soon we'll have the Wi-Fi six outdoor gear. So we'll have a complete portfolio. Well, that's great. How, so when, when a Wi-Fi uh, six gear is fully deployed and, you know, the clients have, have all caught up and are using it, does that mean that there'll be headroom? It sounds like there, there'll be at least for a while, some headroom on the spectrum front and things won't be completely saturated. I mean, we all keep, waiting for the growth or the demand to end and it never never does seem to happen 
Um, but there are some other things in the near-term future as well that uh, may also help. And I'm here, I'm talking about six gigahertz and all that. It, it, so it just sounds like Wi-Fi 6 sets you up not only to take advantage of what's out there now, but also for what's you know in on the near horizon. Yeah, I think I think that's that's right. And and you're you 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 touched on a really important point. I, I want to just magnify, which is okay. What's the experience like for the you know what we call legacy clients, right? But you know clients that are maybe the the prior generation, right? So Wi-Fi five in this case, or 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 before. And you're exactly right. So one of the really cool things about OFDMA and Wi-Fi 6 is because it um, you know, the more the more Wi-Fi 6 clients come into an environment the better things get for the older clients right because we're able to multiplex uh, you know traffic to those Wi-Fi 6 devices um, in a in a common slot or common airtime uh, and that leaves more time available uh, you know more headroom as you say for the legacy station. So it's a really, it's a, it's a win-win uh, all the way around. Well, that's great. Um, I don't have any other questions at this point, Chuck, but it, it, you know, it sounds like this arrived um, sort of right at the right time, right as, you know, people are starting to get concerned about, you know, running out of room, you know, uh, you know God forbid it. Like, I, I just can't think like, I'm imagining the Super Bowl and something happened like an alien landing or a you know a wardrobe malfunction again and and watching the bandwidth demands go through the roof you know it it just sounds like this was well thought out and the timing seems you know um very good indeed yeah exactly and uh, maybe just a nod to the future since i i kind of look at you know down the you know into the crystal ball a little bit um so so everything you just said is is you know bang on point um we're also trying to think about you know how do we how do we take the fan experience and really crank it up, you know, um, you know, another couple orders of magnitude, um, uh, you know, uh, Wi-Fi six is going to give us, you know, much more deterministic experience. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think more bandwidth is, as we talked about. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, we're looking ahead to a day when we could get, you know, instead of, you know, tens of megabits per second to a seat, or maybe even 100 megabits per second to a seat. Yeah, how do we get to a gigabit per second per seat uh, type thing? And um, you know, so there's a lot happening around. Uh, you know, millimeter wave is not just for 5G. Uh, it's also you know, as uh, as you know, right? Y gig exists right. um, uh, for Wi-Fi, and uh, we're we're waiting for client devices to start adopting uh, that technology. So it's it's most likely going to happen first with the you know, with with the cellular bands, just because they've got to figure out how to how to basically, um, you know, pack those uh, the antennas and the extra radios that are necessary inside. <laughs> you know, what's already a, a very crowded housing. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're optimistic that that's going to lead to um, you know uh, you know once you've sort of solved cracked the millimeter problem for one band uh, that you can extend it to other bands. Um, and so, you know, I think uh, hopefully in, in the not very distant future, we'd be we'd be looking at actually millimeter wave deployments in venues as well. And that's going to really profoundly change the game because then then you can you can start to do some incredibly high bandwidth applications, uh, you know, for you know, true virtual reality uh, and, and so on. But uh, uh, anyway, stay tuned. Let's keep talking about that. And in the meantime, uh, Wi-Fi 6 is going to make a, a tremendous difference. Well, fantastic. Uh, my guest today on the Mobile Sports Report podcast has been Chuck 
Lukashevsky, Vice President of Wireless Strategy for Aruba. And Chuck, thanks for your time today. Uh, and as you said, we will keep tracking this very closely, but it's, it's great news for venue network operators that uh, Wi-Fi 6 seems to arrive just at the, the perfect time to uh, keep extending the fan experience and looking forward to seeing what else happens in venues. Thanks again, Chuck. Take care.